What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Denver, Colorado. Who's your jabroni? God, is it fun to watch MPJ go full MPJ, huh? Altitude. Sports Radio 92.5. Somebody excite me. And Altitude TV. I cannot stand the whole concept of levels. I like to level things up. I like order in my life. It's Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane. Do you want to feel my muscles? They're bringing the house. I want to reiterate this here. I want the D. Here's Vic, Mark, and Brett. That one's on the way. That one misses. Rebound down to Jamal Murray. And that is a triple-double for Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic in the same game. And there's the horn. Denver takes game three in Miami. The home court advantage goes back to the Nuggets. The final tonight, 109-94. to Oh, man, that is huge. What we just witnessed last night was the greatest game from any duo in NBA history. Forget, not even NBA Finals. What we just witnessed was something that's never happened ever in the gajillion basketball games that have ever been played. No duo has ever had a 30-point triple-double together, both of them. And I don't care. Like ever, ever and ever? Like, ever in the history of ever. Ever, like, ever. Think about as far back uh, as you, the the prehistoric days, the Neanderthal days. Never. All right, think think Mosier's era. Hang on on a second. Jesus is walking the earth, okay? Yes. Turning water into wine, the whole nine yards, because that's what he does. Not even then Uh, did you have a duo do last night what Joker and Murray did. I'm going to be respectful here, okay? Because I'm not going to go to, do you think Jesus Christ could hit a curveball? I'm not going to go that route. Jesus could have gotten a 30-point triple-double. But, I, don't, but, I don't think the disciples could. Yeah, but who but could he yeah. bring with him? Yeah, the who, disciples who's, could. Yeah, going, who's going with him? Yes. That's the question. I don't think John the Baptist could have joined no, him. That's the problem. No, Peter? Peter, no chance. No chance. No, no hops on Peter. Yeah. Hell, Judas is playing for Miami at this point. So yeah, I mean, come on. I don't that, know. That guy went over to the Minnesota Wild. Okay. I mean, guys, think about this for a second. You had the most intense, and I know every game is like this now, Vic. It almost sounds cliche to say it, but it's the biggest game in Nuggets history. It was it was a 1-1 series tie in the NBA Finals. You had to take home court advantage back. And in that game, your two best players played one of the best duo games yeah. in the history of the sport. Think about it. And, and they needed it. That's the thing. They, they needed that game because... 
outside of Christian Brown and AG on occasion, they needed everything yep. those guys produced. Yep. That's the crazy aspect of this game last night. That was a two-man game in every sense of the word. It was a two-man game. They talk about, what's your line in the, the famous step It's a two-man game. game. They'll always win. Yeah, oh, oh. Yes. It was a two-man game. Just imagine if somebody else from outside can contribute. The Denver Nuggets won an NBA Finals game, and they won pretty nicely in a game in which they only hit five three-pointers. Five. They hit five threes. <laughs> I kept looking five. at that. I kept looking at that number. I kept looking at it, and and right before the appetizer got done, I said, "If I told you, the Nuggets would hit five threes, five, and Miami would have four total turnovers in the game, you think you're losing that game by fifteen points? Like, right? You, you thought that's a double-digit loss it's more on than the that. road? It's more than that. You Vic. can't." Vic, it's more you than that. You can't win an NBA game in which you hit five threes and the opposing team hits 11. Vic, Vic how do you go five of 18 from the from three-point range? You out-turn over the ball on them 13 to four. Yet, you, you won so comfortably, you might as well have been sitting on a couch. I'm telling you right now, and not only that, let me tell you something. The big deal for the Heat, ooh, we got it. Ooh, big game plan. We're going to get physical. We're going to bang, we're going to bang, we're going to bang, bang, bang. They did get physical. They did. They did get physical. Guess who got more physical? Guess who beat them at their own game going away? Yeah. It's got to be, and I'm not kidding you guys. If I'm in that heat locker room, that is such a demoralizing loss. I mean, mentally, you just took 50% of their fight out of them. I know they're going to try to kick butt on Friday night. I get that. But my goodness gracious, did you take an ounce of their soul last night? Well, can we, we can start in a million different places, but can I start here just with, with Joker? Because, Vic, you didn't just have a 30-point triple-double. It was 30, 20, and 10. It was 30, 20, and 10 from him. And I can't, I can't emphasize this part enough. There is not a single person on the planet anymore, if you've watched any amount of basketball, that would tell you or, or argue with me if I said Nikola Jokic is the greatest basketball player in the world. Nobody's arguing anymore. It's decided. No, not anymore. It's done. You'd have to it's be over. dumb. It's all. Yeah, over. you'd have to be a really dumb person. Or I mean, even even the the biggest critics of all of them, the Nick Wrights of the world, have to acknowledge that now. But here's the thing, Vic. If anybody had like a criticism to give him, there's nothing you can criticize about his offensive game. Nothing. He can do everything, and he does everything better than everybody else. Maybe you say, you know what, his defense isn't that great. Let me give you something that I heard on the ESPN postgame show from Mark Spears. Or not postgame show, it was a, like late, late sports center. Mark Spears was on the court. He was doing a live hit. Arena's empty. And he said, you know what's really crazy about this game from Jokic? Jokic was the primary defender on 19 shots for Miami. You know what they shot? Three of 19 when he was the primary defender last night. Three of... It wasn't even just this dominant offensive game that we've grown accustomed to with Jokic. Defensively, he was a monster last night. This guy is Godzilla, Terminator. He is everything boiled into one, and it's a hobby for him. He doesn't even truly love this thing. (laughs) He loves his horses, and it's like, this thing that I kind of do on the side because it's fun and it makes me some money, I'm better than this 
than anybody else in the world. And and I'm sitting in the post-game press conference next to the gentleman who asked him straight up, and I knew what the answer was going to be, so it was so funny because I started smiling already. The guy goes, Nicola, uh, a triple-double, blah, 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 all these numbers. Uh, you're the first person in the history of the league to have a 30-20-10 finals game. Ooh. And you can see the eyes glaze over on Nikola Jokic. And the guy goes, how does it feel when you get to those levels? And Nikola stops, looks up, and goes, I don't care, my friend. Just like, I don't care, my friend. He They're just doesn't. Stats. But he do- he doesn't. Do you want Jokic never smiles. He's putting up all these numbers. He doesn't crack a smile. And then he sees Monte Morris after the game's done. And oh. it looks like it looks like it was a kid who woke up Christmas morning and got the exact toy that he wanted. I've never seen him smile that big in his life. Yeah. He's about people. You know, he's about relationships. He's about people. The game is a product of all that. And that's where I think we all need to learn a lesson from Nikola Jokic and the way he approaches sports. Sports, the actual activity, is work. It's fun. When you win, I get it. But it's the people that surround it. It's your teammates. It's your friends. It's your coaches. It's your trainers. It's all of them. You enjoy it with them. It's not about you. It's about them. It's about experience experiencing all of it with them i ran into monte after the game and it was so cool man what a class guy by the way he was up in the stands i miss him so much i miss him so much oh what a class guy so he worked his way down he worked his way down and um security wouldn't let him on the floor and so then a couple of the uh, nugget security guys saw him and said they went up there and and allowed him to come down to the floor they're like come on he's a former player because he could have easily just left right yeah he worked his way down just to make sure he praised all of his former teammates. And part of him, think about it, if you're Monte Morris right now, part of you is just torn up inside. Oh, it's got to hurt. You're like, God, God, I got to be, uh, this could be me. You know, I, I could be a part of this, and, and I'm not here. And yet he put that all aside to cheer on his former buds. And it's just so cool, man. I love stuff like did, that. Did you – well, how about this, Moj? Did you happen to see Austin Rivers? He was on a podcast, and he was talking about the Nuggets. And he he was he goes, no, I'm salty. Like, oh, it, I'm it, super it, it, salty. It, it hurts, yeah. And it hurts. I, like, it's nothing against – I get exactly where Austin Rivers is coming from. It's like I went through these battles these last two years oh, when sure. we had guys hurt, knowing that this is what the team could be, and I wasn't there no. to see the fruits of the labor. And on top of that – I got bounced in the first round by that team, yeah. too. He said, I, I went from playing 20 minutes a night in Denver at times. To not, not playing. To not playing in Minnesota, Minnesota and getting bounced. He goes, you're damn right I'm salty. But but he, uh, you know, he he knows that, that these guys, they're doing it the right way. They deserve it. I mean, they, they all know. I mean, that's why you see them talking about it and showing up like Monte did last night. Vic, it's just... I mean, the response, you know, you're bouncing around yesterday. We're talking on the show. People are freaking out a little bit on the text line, and they got to do this, and they couldn't do that, and so on. It just, they had the better team. Just relax. They're going to be okay. It's right. They get the better players. Well, the better players last night showed up, Vic. And you know what I'm also surprised at? Why isn't Jimmy Butler getting raked over the coals for for – Basically disappearing at times for his team. I'm not worried about. Well, listen, I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying it, it's interesting how this whole thing is being covered. He had 28 last night. I know it was on 24 yeah, shots. 28, 24 had, shots, bro. Yeah, I know. He shot less than. Yeah, but that's not the story. Isn't his offense? The story is. Uh oh, 
Look at look at Spo. He made this big adjustment. <laughs> he put Jimmy Butler on Murray. Watch out. It's Rui times three. Look out. And what did Jamal Murray do? Eh, I'll give you my Think. second career triple-double. You and me, we're right here because of what I just told yeah. Marty is, give me that audio from yesterday from Jamal as he's eating while answering this question, sounding as calm yeah. as hell. Go ahead. Mentality is the same. Um, I've seen a lot of defenders throughout my career. Um, Jimmy's a good defender. Um, got great hands, anticipation. Obviously, he's, he's a little child on me. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to beat it, but I got my ways. Um, just got to keep him guessing and keep him working. You know, just because he's on me doesn't mean I can't be a part of the play or not put pressure on the defense. I, I, t- <laughs> I told you, when somebody's eating and answering a question, he's not nervous. And obviously last night, Jamal got whatever the hell he wanted to get last night. Whatever he wanted, he got. Mark Jackson, I knew you were at the game, Vic. Mark Jackson was sitting there almost in awe in the first quarter, Moj. I'm, I'm sure you heard this, too, where he's just like, the Nuggets are getting whatever shot that they want sure. right now. Yeah. And it can, at least with Jokic and Murray, it continued that way for 48 minutes. The only thing that drove me crazy last night, I mean, really the only thing, well, a couple things. The lack of three making, that hurt my feelings. Yes. And Jamal's turnovers at times, man. He got a little squirrely at times. But I'm like, He had okay. seven of them. But you know what? You know what, though, Moj? His turnovers were a direct result of those guys going full court on him and Absolutely. doubling him full court. There were times they were bringing a double as soon as he got to the half court line. I thought I was watching Wichita State at times, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, we're talking full court press. In any event, Vic, when, as the game went on, the, the latest that he was picked up was, was, was half court. Sometimes it was three-quarter court. I mean, it was was it full court, yeah. three-quarter court, half court, whatever. They made entries very, very difficult. And then the Nuggets again started to get stagnant a little bit. But then you know what they did? They started to fight through it. And they started going high with Joker through the double team, right? I mean, Joker's double teamed up high, and then he went down low. They mixed it up, and they turned Miami inside out, and they come away with a 15-point win. I don't know. I don't know what else you want in terms of a response game to what happened to you losing by three points at home in game two. I love, by the way, how um, Joker is called slow. And I think traditionally he's not fast. But how, Vic, I mean, you're watching last night. Yeah. How is it every time Miami misses a shot? They pan the camera over, and Jokic is already underneath the hoop with his guy sealed. Every time, like he maybe he's not fast, well, but he outworks your ass every single possession he does. Coming up a little later, we're going to talk to Doris Burke, who uh, we spoke to last night after the game. She's going to join us at some point. I don't have an exact time. Uh, ESPN's Doris Burke's going to be on, but when we come back, guys, I have a number, a stat that. I never thought I'd see in an NBA Finals. It is the measure of dominance. You want a dominant figure. You want you want to tell the other team you're here to win it all. This set of numbers is simply amazing to me, and I thought I'd never see it. BL 92.5, Mosher, Lombardi, and Kane. Yeah, 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 uh, Miami. Uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat, uh. 
Oh, what a day yesterday. Nuggets take a 2-1 series lead with uh, the win in Miami. Home court back in their advantage. Vic, you have some numbers or a number from yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I do, you know, because after game two, uh, Michael Malone came out and said uh, we we didn't have a necessary effort, the requisite effort. Oh, and by the way, for all the coaching zealots out there who like to blame coaching after every loss, so does this mean then the Nuggets won because of coaching? Because how does this work? If if they lose because of coaching, No, 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 no. Players won, the coach loses. Come Uh, on, Vic. Okay, so, all right, so... Coach doesn't get any credit for the win, only for the loss. So that's how it works. I just want to make sure we're clear on this. Yes. I don't know the rules to the game. Anyway, when he went off after game two, talking about the lack of effort and people got all up in their feels about that, I want to give you a stat that basically is the definition of effort because it's one of those stats that you outwork your opponent, you're going to win this number. And I have never seen anything like this in an NBA Finals game, let alone on the road. The Denver Nuggets out-rebounded the Miami Heat by 25 rebounds. 58 to 33. Now, you might look at that number and say, ah, you know, they're a bigger team, big deal. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's ridiculous. I'm going to repeat that number, and I want you to think of a basketball game in which a team out-rebounds the other team by 25. That is stupid. 58 to 33, which means every time Miami shot, normally, the glass is clean. It's clean. And that somebody was normally Nikola Jokic, who had 21 of those 58. That's a preposterous number, guys. Preposterous. Vic, Vic, the 21 boards from Jokic were 12 less than the Heat as a team. As a team. That's that, that, that's just silly stupid. I mean, I I don't think I've seen such a disparity in that department. I, Vic, can you I can't remember. Figure this out. Please figure this out. From the start of the second quarter until the end of the game, what was the rebounding differential then? Because that first quarter, you know what I found myself saying? Hmm. somebody get a rebound somebody get an offensive board they're jacking up shots kcp mpj there's nobody there obviously jamal got off to a good start i mean clearly had eight of the first 10 points in the game for the nuggets but the other shots there's just three white jerseys and not a blue jersey around anywhere i'm going somebody just get a board so that's the first quarter but from the start of the second quarter all the way through how do we find that particular stat differential? Because the Nuggets were unbelievable. Can I can I do you one better, Fick? And I have a whole bunch of these stats that we'll get to throughout the course of the show today, but let me give you one right now. I'm just going to give you Jokic and Murray and their stats compared to the starting five against the Heat last night. Jokic and Murray combined for 66. The Heat starters had 66. Jokic and Murray had 31 boards. The Heat starters had 25. Jokic and Murray had 20 assists. The Heat starters had 12. The duo of Jokic and Murray outplayed the entire starting five of the Miami Heat last night. All of them. And look, even with that, you got what I felt like were either subpar to bad games from... MPJ from KCP, 
even Gordon was missing a lot of bunnies early, missing free throws. He was good on defense, but missing shots. You needed one other guy, and that's where I want to give Christian Brown all the credit in the world. We're talking about a bleeping rookie who hasn't played all that much this year in the NBA Finals, stepping in in a huge spot and giving you 15 points in 19 minutes, playing stifling defense in those 19 minutes. Like, the fact that when Christian Brown, the steal was one thing, right? The steal that led to the dunk, and then he he yelled at all of Miami afterwards. You want to know when he's feeling himself? He goes full sprint at one of the best defenders in the NBA, Jimmy Butler, standing underneath the hoop, and throws a shoulder into him, takes contact, and finishes. And you're like, what? what is going on here? What what is this kid? Christian Brown is fearless. He plays with an abandon, a reckless abandon that he's been in the game for 10 years. You know, we have to admit one thing. In the Lakers series, it seemed like, ooh, he was in awe. Like, ooh, this is big. This is big. He didn't play much in the Lakers series, if you recall. He did not play very much. He didn't play at all in one game. They only went with a seven-man rotation. And then he comes out in a game like this, what felt like a must-win, it wasn't. And he completely takes over and says, I'm I'm the man. My turn. That's what he said. My turn. It's, it's my turn. Yes. Because they didn't get the, the necessary scoring from the guys who normally do that. We'll get into MPJ a little bit later. Mm-hmm. KCP struggled from the field. We'll get into that a little bit later. But I want to focus on the good. And Christian Brown made up for a lot of that, and he got more value, more minutes, and did not disappoint. Well, the most impressive part of his game last night, guys, we know that he's a he's a playmaker, a hustler, and he got that steal and the dunk. We know that. How about some of the pocket passes to Joker in the fourth quarter, yeah. the assists? When they, went, when they went to that zone, right, the way you beat a zone, you get the ball in the middle. Well, here's a kid. He's a rookie, and he's doing exactly what you're supposed to do, the fundamental plays, the easy pocket passes to the big man, and it was easy buckets. He took one three that hit the backboard, the side of it, and then so, goes, no, no more, more of that. I'm just going to run at the hoop but and you see know what, what happens. Brett, you raised, you raised the point here, Vic. He attacked. He was attacking. Yeah. And not only that, when you're talking about dishing off to Joker, they respected his attack. They were worried about his attack. And then these little finger rolls to Joker for the little, you know, little floater, blam, knocking it down. I mean, what poise. What a plum in such a difficult situation in what you described, Vic, accurately, was the very biggest basketball game in the history of this franchise. Yeah, and, and you, get, now and the you next have one a rookie is. who we all, when he was drafted, are going, the hell are they doing? We need, uh-huh. we need assets. Yeah. We, we need other assets. We don't need no rooks running around this joint. We need dudes. Well, As uh, they, Broncos1967 on Twitch says, that's a dude who had the goal to try to dunk on Bam. Yes. He tried to dunk on him. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, dude, no. but the, the, the going right at Jimmy Butler, initiating the contract, and then uh, contact. And so I'm on the couch, and the bear's there, and I'm like, oh my. And she's like painting. Oh my God. She's like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, watch this. And of course, they, they went to timeout, right? But he goes in, and then he lays it backwards with the right hand. It, I, I, and I'm going, this is from. She's like, well, isn't he just a young guy? So yeah, he's a rookie doing this kind of stuff. Dude, it was, I don't even know what to say. To have he that went asset. right into Jimmy Buckets. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To have him come off the bench, though, Vic, with that kind of punch, Look, that's so valuable. You needed it because nobody else was really getting involved in the scoring. And for him to give you 15 points in 19 minutes. By the way, what did you win by? 15. Like, just somebody else yeah. had to be doing something. Somebody else had to. And Christian just took over. For for a 19-minute stretch, he took over the basketball game. Marty, give me give me the Nikola Jokic talking about um, Christian Brown because he was asked specifically about the kid last night and what he told him in the locker room after the game. Because when you hear this from your leader, your your best player, the best player in the NBA, it's just another example of the most selfless, ego-less player, franchise player you will ever meet. I mean, who says stuff like this? Any other player in the game, and you you make a remark about another dude, yeah, you know, I had one of those nights, he wants to talk about his teammates. He wants to talk about a guy who scored 15 points, not a guy who had a triple-double, a dude who's a rookie that scored 15 points. Christian Brown deserves all the praise. Listen to Joker. Just just the, the focus, the, the, the mindset. Uh, even when he make a mistake, it's an aggressive mistake, so you cannot be mad at him. I always say that. So he won us the game, and he was he was really good tonight. He won us the game. He walked up to Christian Brown and said, you won us the game. And you know what? When you think about it, he's right. They needed every bit of them. They needed those 15 points because nobody was along for the ride. Yeah, but also 30, 20, and 10 helps. <laughs> well, just ignore those. <laughs> just, just ignore the other stuff. But they needed... Of course. They needed a third wheel. Yep. A third wheel was necessary. Now, AG played great defensively, and he contributed, but they just didn't get it from their role players who normally score. They needed a role player to step up, and that role player last night happened to be a rookie. Guys, I want to get on another subject very quickly, and I want you in Denver. If you're living in Denver right now and listening from Denver, I want you to stand up in your car and give yourself a round of applause. Just stand right up. <laughs> stand up in your vehicle as you're moving and give yourself a round of applause. What we witnessed last night, because we did our postgame show, and we tossed it back to Ball Arena with Dempsey and the boys, there were 18,000-plus in Ball Arena watching ins- the game. That is insane. They filled up the arena to watch TV, to watch the game. Somebody sent me a... A video outside of McGregor Square. They're right by the Rockies. Completely full of people watching the game. Everybody's out watching the game. The numbers don't lie. Denver has the highest TV ratings in the country by a lot. And let me give you one last example that was crazy. So to get in to a Nuggets game, games one and two, the minimum price was like five, $600 mm-hmm. just to get in, right? At tip-off last night, at tip-off, you know how much it costs to get into a game in Miami? Hmm. Get in for $120. You're kidding. Really? I'm not kidding. $120. Wow. It plummeted. The fans are sort of like, eh. You know, the biggest news yesterday in Miami, and I feel bad for the Heat, 
The biggest news wasn't the Miami Heat. It was, the it was the biggest messy. News is it was messy. Lionel yeah, Messi, yeah. exactly. Lionel Messi stole the headlines from this team. But it's easier to get into a game here. It's cheaper. I never thought I'd live to see the day where you can hop in an airplane and it costs you less money to go watch a Nuggets game in Miami. Here we are. What do you think if we had a uh, what if we did a live showing at Ball Arena of this show? Could we get eighteen thousand people to sell out? And maybe watch if we're in a hot show? tub. If, if we're in a hot tub, ah, maybe. yes, maybe, maybe. Over the course of oh, a month, oh. do you think eighteen thousand people would even would even show up for us? Well, probably yeah. not. Yes, I'm going to say yes to that. Hey, when was the last time that we did a um, a live show here? <laughs> 6442 says, Vic, your, instru- your instructions were unclear. I'm now stuck in a ditch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, but listen, 6442, uh, you should be laughing too because, as we all know, Vic has been stuck in a ditch on more than one occasion. Yeah, That's true. I've been there. Vic, Vic, how many times have you been stuck in a ditch? Just be honest about uh, it. Several t- I'm not a good driver. Okay. I'm not, especially in the snow. Maybe we should do, honestly, we should talk to, to Kev. Maybe we should uh, try to, now that... People can breathe around each other. No, I want us. I want us on. I, I want us on the jumbotron and ball arena. That's you do. I want. Yes, I want us. I want us on the jumbotron, and then people just watch there. Oh, hey. you want eighteen thousand plus? Yeah, just, just yeah. I think I up. think they'd show up. Seven in the morning, 18, selling beers and dogs. Right, thousand okay. people at a television show on a scoreboard. So that's good, man. unfathomable to me. Congrats to all of you who have proven to the world. The Nuggets do matter. We were told by a certain company that nobody cares about the Nuggets in, th- in this town. We were told by that company. Nobody cares about the Nuggets. Really? Interesting. Because I found 18,000 friends who seemed to care, and they all sat in a freaking gym well, last and, night. And, hey, and... I ran into your boy Brian Windhorst. Yeah? In in the John. In the John? And, uh, yeah, next to me in the John. And I said, uh, what's up, Wendy? I said, I'm uh, your... Uh, your boy's friend, Brett Kane. Um, thanks for coming on the show. And he turns to me and goes, oh, yeah, tell Brett I'm sorry. I haven't been able to return his texts or something like that. I haven't been able to come on recently. Yeah, I've texted him like three times. He's always he, – every time I text him, he's always doing like three straight hours of TV on Get Up or First Take or uh, something on, like that. He's on right now. Yeah. Well, See, he's on right yeah, now. I know. That's yeah. what reminded me. So send him this text. Say, hey, Wendy, the guy that was uh, watching you in the urinal yesterday <laughs> told me he saw you. Wondering if you can come on at some point. Yeah, we'll get him. I, I promise. We'll get him at some point. But, um, look, he was one of those guys, by the way, they went to him in, in the later sports centers when he was doing the live hit from the floor. You know, Wendy was somebody, was it a couple years ago, Vic, where he was, he ended up voting for Jokic for MVP, but I think at the time he had Embiid or something like that, and we had him on the show. Yeah. He, 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 talking he about killed it. Jokic on the show. Yeah. he. I mean, we've had him on. We've had Nick Wright, who's killed Jokic. We've had Spike, who's killed Jokic. I mean, you name it, we've had them all on the show. Now, I don't think I want to know. He didn't go the Nick Wright Spike route with it, but he didn't know he wasn't that extreme. No, no, of course not. But he was going to vote for Embiid at the time, and he had to be convinced. Yeah, he didn't believe. He yeah, didn't believe. Was that? That was, every that single been person. A year and a half ago, two, I think it was two years. Okay, ago. Okay, yeah, something but like that. I was I was so, watching him last night after the game, Vic, and he's like, right, "This guy is the most remarkable player. <laughs> like offense, just an offensive force. Yeah, a so, force." It, it, does there still exist a non-believer is what I'm asking. Is there a non-believer in the media? Is there somebody out there that doesn't understand the greatness oh, yeah. yet? Oh, yeah. Um, 
I, in fact, I tweeted at the the Dan Levitard show this morning. I tweeted at them. Who, Who is it? The Stugatz guy. Oh, he's a, he's a cartoon oh, character. But he's, you, he's not even like a. It's not a real guy. Like he's playing a, a character. Yeah, but did you did you hear what he said yesterday? I did. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, he's not Italian. He can't use the word Stugatz. That pisses me off. Sorry. Do you even know what that means? No. In no, Italian, I, I, I know what it means. Yeah. Okay, you can't use that word. Coyone something or other. Yeah, it means the shining sun. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, by the way, you have to keep in mind that those guys are are Heat fans, so they are going to be like some texture said that he was just listening to Levitard this morning. I guess they're live right now. They're yelling about the refs, and I'll I'll say this: the oh, refs, for God's the refs, sake. The, no, hang on, Moj. The refs were pissing me off. Let's be honest about this. Well, I mean, both Game, ways, both <clears throat> ways. It started in the first half. Miami flopped. They got rewarded in the in the second quarter. The Nuggets go, okay, if this is how we got to get calls, we're going to do it too. And it just turned into this flop fest that I didn't like. But if we're being really honest, Gabe Vincent got called for three fouls in like five minutes, and none of them were fouls. Not a single one of yes, them was. So, uh, what are you talking On the inbounds pass, he had his hand. He's grabbing Jokic's buttocks. He's got I, his I arm saw... around his ass, Brett. What do you want? He wasn't pulling, and the hand was just on him. That wasn't oh, a foul. I, that wasn't thank a foul. Thank you. That wasn't a foul. That wasn't a, that wasn't a foul. If they call that, that was, you grab another grown it man's butt, it's a Moj, foul. I don't care what you Moj, say. Ridiculous. That wasn't a foul. Neither was the foul on the three-point shot. Don't try, to, don't try to be all whoever, Bruce Brown. Yeah. That wasn't a foul either. Gabe, Gabe Vincent, Vincent fell down. Listen. Yeah. Uh, don't, Gabe uh, Vincent was called for a foul in which Aaron Gordon fell into him. Don't do this virtuous thing this morning, Vic. You're sitting there. Where, you, you look like you're in somebody's hallway or something. Like you're. In I'm a, being honest. I mean, do you want me to be? Do you want me to lie and what, play? You, <laughs> you, can, you can be honest, but you're wrong. He reached around on the. That wasn't a foul. And he grabbed his buttocks. That wasn't an NBA foul. It that wasn't, wasn't an foul. NBA foul. If they called that, a, if if that was called on a Nugget, I would be like, that's not a foul. Yeah. If I had a pen, I'd throw it at Martin right now. Because you're the squealer. <laughs> yeah, because, because you're the squealer. Right. <laughs> uh, listen. The problem was is that there was so much flopping going on in the early aspects of it. Did Joker, l- listen, was he tripped underneath the bucket by two Heat players? Yeah. Did he go down pretty easy for Joker? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, he had two feet in front of him, but he also sort of leapt forward onto yeah. the ground and drew the foul, drew the call. I thought there were bad calls both ways. That's what I thought. No, I think the same thing. I'm not, I wasn't saying one way or the other. Aaron I just Gordon, hated how Aaron, it was called. Aaron Gordon. Went down to the low block one time and had three Heat players on him. Went up for a shot, missed it, had three Heat players on. I thought, honestly, I thought he was going to come out in a coma. Is not it, a foul called, and Michael Malone's losing yeah. it as the Heat bring the ball up the floor. Isn't that so funny, by the way, Vic? I, I mean, I I marvel at some of these foul calls that they give outside of the paint and how soft they are. In the paint is a melee. It's it's a prison riot, and they're just like, Whatever. Whatever you want to do down there, go you, ahead. But if you, you get know outside what? the paint, then we're calling yeah. everything. And that's a testament even more so to Joker's greatness and toughness. Now, I don't know if people talk about Joker's toughness. It's always about the skill and look how you know he's got touch. <clears throat> when he is in the key, it is a bar fight. It is Roadhouse 2. It really is. It is Patrick Swayze and that really weird dude who show up and take on the entire bar. That's the scene inside an NBA lane. And Nikola Jokic always emerges. What really weird dude? The guy with the really nice hair that could fight. Sam Elliott. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that was Sam Elliott. No, no, that's Sam Elliott. Uh, No, something. It's not. 
No, Sam. Uh, yeah, it is no. Sam Elliott. Yeah, the, the great voice. Sam Elliott. He went on to, to, to star in 1883. It's once for dinner. Yeah, that's him. That was yeah, um, Sam Elliott. That yeah. was him. Yeah, he rode, yeah, a, a, young, he rode a motorcycle. I thought that yes. guy's looked that way for 50 years. Everybody, he kicks that guy's knee sideways and he goes, that hurts, don't it? I love that. I legit the point thought Sam Elliott uh, looked the same way for 50 years. The, the the entanglement that you find in an NBA key is crazy. They're touchy-feely the entire time. And give credit to Nikola for not only being a great player uh, touch-wise, but being tough. Hey, Brett, tough. Brett, more, a lot more to get to Brett, this game in just a few minutes. I understand. 303-504-0925. Got to take a quick break back in three minutes. nervous when I hear these words during a break, but Mosher says, I got something to say. Number one, we were, we were overtime. But when Patrick Swayze grabs dude's voice box out of his throat in Roadhouse, that was awesome. Vic, you'd agree, right? Yeah. Okay. Number two, the, pre- yeah. <laughs> the pregame show last night. Did you watch any of that pregame show on old uh, ABC? I did not, oh, actually. That- I was at the game uh, hanging out with Shakira. You weren't. Ha- she was How there was courtside. She? You weren't hanging out with Shakira. How was she? I couldn't get. A- I could not get access. I wanted access. I could not get access. A to lot Shakira. of men wanted access to Shakira and not got yeah, it. So it was inaccessible. <gasps> Join the club. I guess is what I'm saying to you. <laughs> okay. Every single dude. On- Greenberg doesn't pick because Greenberg just does his own thing, right? Greenberg's just the host, but. Every single dude on that panel picked Miami to win the game. Yeah. They, oh, I did see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you go back to game two, and while I'm being very honest here, there's no virtuosity being exposed on this program. Everybody picked the Nuggets to win game number two. Hold on. Let me hear CJ McCollum. He just said that Jokic and Murray best duo in the league. First finals appearance ever. They're combined to average 59 points per game, over 20 rebounds per game, over 20 assists, which is more impressive than. Kobe and Shaq's first appearance, which was 54 points per game, 21 rebounds per game, and six and a half assists. What we're seeing yeah. is unlike anything we've ever seen before. A 30-point triple-double by both of them, virtually unstoppable. And right now, this is this is you can't argue this. Okay, you can't argue that. Okay, now you can't argue. My, the thing I'm going to ask you and push back on this: Are you being this more prisoner of the ESPN. moment I am, when we talk about this one? When we talk about this one, because I know somewhere. Uh, sh- uh, LeBron and AD are saying, uh, excuse me, we're not up here. Okay, yeah, that's enough of that. Yes. Pri- wait, 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 wait. Prisoner of the moment, I, I, the, the question doesn't make any sense. You just talk about the stats and the numbers, the product. The, the numbers don't change. The math doesn't change. Every single finals produces math, numbers. So how can you be a prisoner of the moment if the numbers have never been t- – you've never been there. Well, This uh, is the first time it's, anybody's ever ta- done well, it. He's talking about the second duo, Durant and Booker and Butler and Adebayo, and he's saying, well, maybe, you know, LeBron and AD would have something to say about these. Oh, I got you. I, I got you. He was talking about the Nuggets. Yeah, he wasn't talking about. He wasn't talking about number one. Number one is number one. I feel one. you. They're talking. Well, about, I'll can give you, you another. Can you throw Tatum and Brown out and Giannis and and Holiday or whomever? Put them out of the top five and throw LeBron and AD yeah. in there. See, it, it always just comes back to LeBron and AD, which is ridiculous anyway. But, but Vic, honestly, last night we were talking about it. Yesterday, you look at Nikola Jokic. Even that kind of triple double with over twenty rebounds is impressive. But he is the what, Brett? We, we we mentioned it yesterday. He is the constant, which is what? Uh, the, the speed the of light. Speed of light, correct. Oh. 
The sun. <laughs> the sun well, is constant. Light. That's a good one. 186,000 miles per second. Now, who are you going to get to go with the constant? And Jamal last night went with the constant. Yo, he took that. What I like about Jamal is he That's takes a dumb analogy. That's a dumb, dumb analogy. There's nothing that can go with the speed of light. Yeah, that is true. At least you have to have something that is, that's dumb. Doesn't work. Stop it. But the sun and the moon Try again. or something like that. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Well, Try that. Just, Try again. You're just trying to get astrophysical, and that's just stupid. Well, there's nothing out there that can compete the with the speed that, of light, the, so the, let's not be stupid. The fact that Jamal. How about the Gary and the fan? He needs uh, okay, the fan. He needs the fan. Okay. The fact that Jamal took it personally, people talking about Jimmy Butler getting all up inside him in game number two, comes out with mm-hmm. a performance like that, a 30-point triple-double to match his, his big man's night. I mean, it's beyond impressive. It's just it's the greatest we've seen. It's the greatest duo game we've seen in the NBA. Well, um, I'll take it a step further. Jake Coyne on Twitter has this stat, and this is remarkable. You're talking about a two-man game. Jamal and Nicola and what they produced together last night, a pair of triple-doubles. Uh, total n- total numbers from the two of them, 66 points, 31 rebounds, 20 assists. No duo since the 76 merger when the Nuggets joined the NBA. No duo in history has ever combined for those numbers in a finals game. In fact, the only trio, trio now to ever do it, was a finals game featuring Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Horace Grant. That was in 93. <laughs> so they did something that only a trio could do, and this is a duo. Unfathomable what they did last night, the history. Like, I just want to keep reemphasizing something for people. Like what, what you are witnessing here in your own town is one of the greatest basketball players that's ever lived. We're seeing this in real time, and we're watching it in his prime. That's that's what we're seeing. Every time he plays a basketball game, he does something that's never been done before. 30, 20, and 10 in a finals game mm-hmm. has never happened, ever. And you keep watching. A ball hits the rim, and he's always in the right spot. And Mark Jackson was, um, or, or maybe it was Van Gundy. I think it was Van Gundy. They kept gushing about this, and this is this is true. I've never seen a guy hit the rim more and have a ball go in. Great touch. He talked about Isn't that, that on, the, on the floater. That yeah. was the floater on the His right touch. side of the rim that yeah. kisses off the glass but and goes in. Just, it was eight different shots Soft. that hit the rim like three different times and still find Soft. a way to go through. Hey, a couple uh, sound bites from Nicola. If you can drum up Nicola there, and I've got him. Uh, let's go to cut number two, Marty, because he's asked – this reporter goes long-winded on this question again about his stats and his triple-double and how he's the first to do this and that. And in typical Nikola fashion, listen to how short his response is. Cut two, um, please. Um, to be honest, I just think uh, it's a win, you know, because if we lose, nobody's going to even mention. Even I mean, to be honest, I, I don't care. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just a stat. Just yeah. a stat. Nicola, cut number nine, please, on the team bonding session at Jeff Green's house. They went to Jeff Green's home outside of Miami for dinner the other night. Cut number nine, Marty. A psychological victory, and to what extent is that a result of great team building, like that dinner? He has a nice house. (laughs) He has a nice house. Uh, uh, Yes, I mean, uh, Jeff is a 27-year-old veteran. Uh, He's a guy who, who... 
and he's so professional. I think all the young guys that uh, come into the league or or just uh, if they have an opportunity to talk to him or to or to see his work ethic and see how he's uh, approaching the game, the practice, the workout, the the weightlifting. So he's uh, really professional, and he, that's why he's so so long in the league. And uh, having us in his house, it's a really nice thing of him. And uh, you know, hopefully one time we can come to celebrate a little bit better. That's awesome. Hey, Vic, you didn't hear it last night because you're at the game. But they had Jeff mic'd up last night, Uncle Jeff. They did, yeah. Oh, they did? Yeah. And he, you should hear I mean, the, the talking to with Aaron Gordon, the explaining from the bench. And I thought that it was either, I don't forget who said it, Jackson or Van Gundy, but they were right on the money when they said, listen, sometimes it's all coming from the coach or coaches. That's one thing. But when you have a guy like Jeff Green who's been around forever, and that was his 101st playoff game last night, and he, it, it, the, he's got the respect of every guy on that team. When he says something, it means a little bit more. And he was terrific last night. I loved I loved the fact that they put a mic on let, him. Let me tell you something, Vic. Every time, and we'll have Doris Burke. She's going to join us in five minutes, by the way. She'll join us at 8 o'clock this morning. So, she's coming up in just a few minutes. But when Jeff Green was mic'd up, he was always yelling something, right? He was encouraging. He was kind of coaching from the bench, that kind of stuff. But if I were to translate almost every time his microphone was on and they showed it, Here's what Jeff Green is yelling. I've been in this league for 50 years. Don't mess this up for me. Don't mess this up. Like, everything he said could be translated to that. There was two minutes left in the game. Mm -hmm. He's yelling at the players on the floor. Two minutes left. Finish this. Finish it. Finish it. Like, he's just yelling, I please, I want this so badly. I've waited so long. Let's please take care of this business. Because it did at the in, in the fourth quarter again, Vic. He put in their reserves. They kind of take their foot off the gas for a second. It became what? Like a nine-point mm-hmm. game, right? And then you had that that little tussle underneath the hoop. Murray's called for a foul. If that was a flagrant, they get free throws and the basketball back. Then you start to get nervous. Start to get really nervous. And they panned over towards the bench, and you're like, okay, Jimmy Butler's still on the bench. Bam's still on the bench. Is he going to think about putting them back in the game? Because nope. please don't. Please yeah. don't do that. And then the Nuggets took back over, and they ended up winning. But again, a little bit, little bit of nervous stuff towards the end of that fourth I, and quarter. Je- and Uncle Jeff was adamant. He really was, Vic. He's, guys, guys, get your heads in the game. And he's right about that. I mean, they're they're sort of just goofing around with a, with a big lead late. Clearly, he is trying to encourage them, but also try to keep them aware. And sometimes you need that. Uh, come hey, uh, Joker, how was that uh, dinner uh, the other night, the team bonding? He has a nice house. <laughs> you play in the league this long, you should have a nice house, you'd think, right? Uh, Doris Burke, ESPN, is going to join us here in just a couple of minutes as she gives her breakdown on not just Game 3, but this series overall. The Nuggets take a 2-1 series lead with a win last night in Miami. Doris Burke next. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.